0: You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Welcome back to Gospel-Centered Rest. It is good to be with you, David and Byron. David, how are you doing?
1: How are you doing, Tyler?
0: Good. Good. How are you doing, Byron?
2: Hey, not too bad.
0: Good to see you guys over Zoom. Good to be together. Um, So the last little while, we've been talking about different things that are happening in our our church and in our lives. We've discussed lockdown. David, you've been preaching a few sermons on um, lessons from lockdown. And really, I guess, like doing lockdown well. And uh, this past weekend, you preached... sermon on Psalm chapter 11, chapter 12, and chapter 13, tackling three Psalms and discussing how David, King David, faced some of the similar challenges and emotions that we could be facing today and his response to those things. And uh, some of the themes that came out on Sunday were about truth and thinking on truth and believing in truth and resting in the truth uh, of God's word and of the gospel, which brings me to our first question for you, Byron, kind of get the discussion going here. Uh, With all that's going on, how does somebody find clarity, truth, and understanding? Because there just seems to be so many opinions, uh, so many things circulating just around Um, around what's happening right now in the world with COVID-19, with the pandemic, uh, even with uh, political opinions, just whatever it is. But how does somebody find clarity, truth, and understanding in a time like this?
2: Maybe the easiest way for me to answer that is to share how I'm trying to do that myself. Um, And it's certainly not that, okay, It's achieved, and now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Because as news comes, as emotions come and go, as you hear different stories of what different people are experiencing, you're thrown for a loop, you're off balance, you can lose what you thought you were clear on. So I think it's a process. It's reminding yourself... For me, first off, reminding myself of the truths of God's word. So reminding myself that this is no surprise to him, that he's still in control, that he's still on the throne, that he knows what we're going through and how we're feeling. I need to keep reminding myself of that again and again and again and again because it's not like it has to wait for a couple of days. It can be a couple of minutes and I've forgotten it. So having other people remind me helps too, whether it's Lucinda or you guys or other contacts. So that's one of the steps. The second thing is then trying to apply that and and asking God for wisdom and, and grace because at certain times things seem really obvious that this is the right decision. And it's really hard then to see how somebody else can see it differently. Um... And it's hard then to want to listen and to hear, why are they feeling that way? And what is my role here? So finding balance, I think, is part asking God for help to listen and to be honest with, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm trying to understand you asking questions why Why does somebody feel that way? How are they feeling? Instead of me assuming that, I know how they're feeling. Um, and then granting people the right to think differently than me, um, to make their decisions before God, and they answer to God, not to me. Um, yes, as leaders, we want to give good guidance, and they're responsible for how they respond to that but I'm not responsible for their response, if that makes sense. Um, And I don't have to take that on and feel like I'm a failure unless they agree with me, or I'm a failure unless everybody does what I think they should do. Uh, And that's a temptation for all of us in different ways, whether it's in a family or in a church. Um, Those are some of the things what what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah, Isn't it just so relieving to know that we've got, God's Word, we've got the truth to rely on that is steadfast, that's immovable, breathed out by God, regardless of the opinions and regardless of what's, uh, what's being said in the world, we can always trust the truth. And so that's that's so good, going to the truth. Now, David, on Sunday, you talked about fighting for our faith and how fighting for our faith involves speaking the truth to ourselves until our minds are renewed what would you say to the person that says that they're doing these things but still feels like they're losing the battle?
1: Yeah, I I really appreciate the question because it's true. We can walk away from the Psalms and say, well, if I just do this, then I will. It will be a, a process where I will easily grow. Um, and that's why trying to understand... Particularly those three psalms, but many psalms that speak about David just really fighting to uh, to learn and to apply uh, and then to to face the world with courage um, or to face uh, some of the lies with courage. So if somebody comes and says uh, to me, that they're doing all of these things like David did, um, but it just mm-hmm. it, it it seems like I, I, they haven't gained anything in the battle. Um, I would probably try to answer in in a few ways. Um, first of all, psalms eleven, twelve and thirteen are are deep matters uh, for uh, what I mean how do you deal with the world that's foundations are destroyed and legitimately asking, uh, what can the righteous do? Um, or Psalm 12 that speaks of just being alone and everyone else has disappeared from the radar and thinking that there's all these faithful people. And now all of a sudden you just feel like you're the only faithful one left. And we see, we talked a bit about Elijah and we see for Elijah, he, he ran away. He went far away. Um, and, uh, he 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 was hurting, and so I think part of the answer to the question is um, it's not something that we just do; it's something that we grow to understand that um, this this is significant in my life, and it will take time uh, for the Lord to do to continue to do His work. And then I think that's the second part of it: is truth is not just head knowledge; it is the application of truth in my life and how does truth finds its way into very difficult places. So I might actually know it's true, but I just don't know how to apply it or I don't feel like applying it or, um, it doesn't seem applicable, uh, in my life. And so, uh, just being, uh, with people to say it's okay. Um, it, it, it's deep and therefore it's going to take a while um, to grow in this and that's why you're fighting and so like the the first lockdown and lesson message was growth this one was fight and then uh, this coming sunday we'll look at hebrews and see that it's endurance it just you have to endure you have to keep on going and and so how do you know you're losing the battle just because it doesn't feel differently you might actually have made you, you might actually have made great gains in the battle, but it doesn't feel like it, but it doesn't mean, Mm -hmm. and I think that's, you know, the final thing is God's word doesn't often seem like it's working, but it is um, because God's spirit and God's word are living and and active. Mm -hmm.
0: Because sometimes our feelings in those moments can mislead us, misdirect us. Um, And that's where, you know, trusting in God's word, having the faith, to continually go to it regardless of how we're feeling is, is fighting uh, fighting uh, the battle and is um, fighting for the faith. And I and I liked the you. Um, on Sunday, you had mentioned Romans 12, 1 and 2 and how it talks about the renewing of your mind and the idea that Paul's getting across there. It's an ongoing renewing, right? Like it doesn't stop. It's going to We're going to have to keep going back to it. So I I just love how how you answered that that question. Now, Byron, um, part of the truth that we see and that renews our minds and that changes us, and we also see this in Romans chapter 12, is to um, serve and encourage others. Now, in regard to what we're talking about, When people say that we should serve and encourage others, despite how we feel, how would you respond to that?
2: I think I would say yes and no. Um, I would say yes, because I recognize we have an opportunity to do that. You never know when you may be able to encourage somebody else and often it's not a huge thing. Little things that may mean very little to you may be incredibly encouraging to somebody else. But if you're not trying and you're not looking and you're not interested, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that whole idea of putting others and the needs of others is such a constant refrain in the New Testament that I'm not first and foremost focusing in on where I'm at, but what can I do to help somebody else? And ironically, or maybe more accurately, uh, providentially, when you're focusing on happening, helping somebody else, you're often helped yourself. Um, your mindset changes, your outlook changes, God shows you different things or just uses you. Um, mm-hmm. so that's, that's the, yes, I agree. Um, the no is that sometimes we can convince ourselves that, okay, we just have to do it and we should just ignore where we are. And at times that could be really destructive. Um, God's made us body, soul, mind, spirit, physical, mental, etc. And we can't just ignore where we're at. So if somebody, let's say somebody's really struggling with Um, weariness if they're exhausted and emotionally depleted banging themselves over the head and saying you need to get out and do more may not be the wisest course of action maybe they need to see a doctor maybe they need to rest maybe they're trying to do too much and they would actually be better and and just to trust God and do less so it's not a one-size-fits-all answer it's aware as the individual. And I think that drives me back to it's not just me and God. That As I have relationships with other people, yeah. the healthier those relationships are, they can feed in. And if you know somebody and where they're at, it's a lot harder to encourage them if you have no idea what encourages somebody. Um, Sometimes just quoting a Bible verse may end up being like quoting a platitude and it may not be where that person's at. Other times it may be exactly what they need. So we can do that for each other, um, recognizing it's a privilege, recognizing there are aspects of command and duty, but also thinking blessing and being gracious with each other. So if somebody's really down, maybe this is the time where I can encourage them rather than kicking them in the pants and saying they should be going out to encourage somebody else, you know, just, just trying to have the balance. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And like you said, um, that's where those relationships come into play, like having relationships with others that, you know, we can be sharing life with and sharing what we're thinking and feeling what we're going through. And sometimes people can help speak to those things in our life, right? And say, well, maybe you should try doing this or, um, but when we have those close relationships within the church and with one another, and we're caring for one another, um, as we're to be caring for one another, um, we can get help with those things. So good. Now, um, David on Sunday, you highlighted the isolation that King David was feeling from others and I just loved that <laughs> that it is in these in these verses, in these chapters, with chapter twelve talking about the isolation from others. Um, f- uh, f- it says in chapter twelve verse one, help, help, Lord, for no faithful one remains. I mean, you can just you can feel what David's feeling with what he's saying. And then in chapter 13, it just it goes further. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? Like, its he's just getting more and more dramatic. But we're often, ourselves, faced with those same kinds of feelings, um, which you had mentioned on Sunday can lead to anxiety, weariness, even frustration. Um, and as we can relate to David's feelings and struggles, what are a few things that you would say, are important for us to keep in mind as we navigate these things ourselves, and we encourage others to as they are navigating them.
1: Yeah, Psalms 11, 12, 13, I think are very helpful, but so is the entire um, storyline of Scripture, which, interestingly, in Genesis chapter 2, God created Eve for Adam uh, so that he would not be alone. So we will find in a broken world, that we can be alone and we can experience aloneness. And I think with COVID, uh, pre-COVID, we covered up a lot of our aloneness and not always with, sometimes it was just busyness. We didn't actually know that we were that alone, Um, but because life slowed down, uh, there's the lockdown. Um, Just in talking with some people, that sense of isolation, and really, what you know, how deep were their friendships? Uh, did they pursue relationships? So, I think, especially in in this COVID time, we experience what maybe was hidden, or we experience at least, at minimum, part of what it is to exist in this world. There will be times where we we are legitimately alone. There are, there will be times where we tell ourselves we're alone. Like Elijah or Psalm 12 and there will be times when we feel so desperately alone um, in our relationship with God and we think that he's hidden so I think being able to just voice that to acknowledge that that the general storyline of the Bible talks about aloneness we can experience aloneness um, and make it part of our conversations with others and then the beauty, again, I think of these psalms is David uh, knew that he didn't need to be alone. Um, and so he he did some things. He, like in Psalm 12, he asked the very last verse or Psalm 11, the very last verse, what does the Lord love? The Lord loves righteous deeds. So what do we do in a world that's the fa- that the foundations have been destroyed? What can we do? Do what the Lord loves righteous deeds, and, and that's what Byron talked about. Uh, Psalm 12: uh, No one faithful remained. Um, and then you listen to the lies of the world. So what did the psalmist do at the end? He understood that he's going to live in a world where the wicked prowl. There, there's just going to be wickedness around us. But what else do we know? We know that the Lord guides us and the Lord protects us in verse seven. So if you have a if if you have an understanding that the world is going to prowl but the Lord guards and protects, um, then your faith turns into action. And what do you do in Psalm 13 if you feel like the Lord has left you forever? Uh, David, I think Psalm 13 is very interesting because David went from, um, in verse four, I have triumphed over him to right away, "I I have trusted in your faithful love. And sometimes, like I think that's what David did in Psalm 13, sometimes that's what we have to do. You just have to be straight and direct And you have to have courage to speak the truths of God. Um, And you have to, sometimes it has to just override your feelings and override your circumstances. You need to stand up. You need to be accounted for. And you need to tell the truths of God. And when you tell the truths of God, uh, you begin to realize the generosity of God. So David battled, not because um, it, it was necessarily something that he wanted to do, but it's something that he began to do. And sometimes um, we're just, uh, we just need more courage. We just, we actually need to, we just, someone needs to speak into our life sometimes and just say, that's enough. Uh, That's enough. You, you you can be kind, you can do righteous deeds. Um, You, you can understand that the world prowls, but God guides. Um, Now that, that might seem harsh for some people. And I want to, I'm able to say that because Byron balanced it earlier, uh, by saying, you know, some people are just anxious and that's not going to, but sometimes, um, God's word speaks to us like that. And I think that's Psalm 13. Um, it's almost like God said to David, David, you know, that's not true. You know, I haven't hidden. I'm not hiding from you. You know, the enemy doesn't triumph. So start speaking my word and, um, and, 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 and get it through your head that you, you can, you're loved by me and you can, you're, I'm generous towards you um, and, and watch your grumbling and, and complaining. So it, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> there yeah. we go. I said it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it is true. Um, but as we've, as we've talked about, it's a, it's a process and it's an ongoing process. And when you think about it, I mean, just think about the long suffering and patience of God towards us. And how can we show that same patience to others? But, um, but God always tells the truth. He always speaks the truth. And Jesus always spoke the truth, and he always speaks the truth with the right tone and at the right time. And and it's like what I just did? Yeah, piercing? no. No. No, that was the right tone and at the right <laughs> oh, thank time. You. Was it the right I don't know. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because we had we had already discussed some of the um some of the other aspects of this whole greater picture of it. And you get the whole picture when you read through one of these Psalms. You You're so you gracious, get, Tyler. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get you get him at his low, and then you get him. Um, you uh, get King David when he's low, and then you get King David when he comes out of that. Uh, and and all aspects of what we talked about are so important. They're like puzzle pieces that fit in together. So thank you for the discussion. Just wondering, um, any anything else you guys want to say or get off your chest? <laughs> I'm done. I'm You're good. done? I'm done. <laughs> good. Now, David, um, would you mind just, this is something different for us. We've never done this before. Would you mind just closing um, this time in a, in a word of prayer? And I guess just praying for those who are, who are listening and the things that we've talked about.
1: Father, we thank you for these Psalms that speak to us in different ways and in different places that we might be. We pray for uh, those who just feel so isolated from society and so helpless because the foundations have fallen apart. We pray that you would minister to their hearts. Mm -hmm. We pray for those who just feel isolated and alone and they're trying so hard and they're so faithful and they see so little faithfulness in others. And uh, We just pray for where they're at. Then we pray for those who (coughs) feel like God's abandoned them, uh, believe that God's abandoned them. And we thank you um, for these psalms that speak to uh knowing what it is to be isolated from others, from our own hearts sometimes, and from God. Um, But we thank Mm -hmm. you that there is a way forward, and we pray that we would engage in these psalms to hear the word of God. Um, And even if it's just to know that we're loved and we're not forgotten, Mm -hmm. um, because Mm -hmm. the gospel speaks so loudly um, into our lives that way, that if that's the beginning place, then we just pray that for those who are listening, that they might... um, They might know that and then begin to uh, experience the healing of God in their life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.